you hear that, Nick? I hear it loud and clear, my friend. The jingly bells. They're jingling in my heart. Yeah, you know what that means? It's time for a horrible Xmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm very excited. Uh, you, Everyone listening might notice there's something off about today's episode uh, in that I am the first one speaking. Welcome or welcome back to Gotta Recap. This is our holiday special. Uh, the first Christmas special we'll be doing uh, our second holiday episode. That sounds that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we did the Halloween one and this will be our Christmas one. And last year we just did Game of the Year. So correcting that mistake this year in grand fashion, <laughs> I would say there's my there's my quick count for everybody. I'm Brendan Riley. I'm joined today by Nick Montagani. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, a cartoon that is very close to my heart. Uh, this is the Invader Zim holiday special, the most horrible Xmas ever. Uh, Nick, you you weren't like a big Invader Zim guy growing up, right? There was never really a huge place in my heart for this show. Um, I feel like I saw the pilot for Invader Zim, like the very first episode. I feel like I saw that a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're probably talking about the uh, the assigning episode where where Zim gets his assignment to come to Earth. It's exactly um, what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's episode one of the show. There was a pilot before that, oh. which didn't air on Nickelodeon ever. And I believe it was on Nicktoons years and years later. Um, But it's it's <laughs> it's something. The animation is wild. All the voice actors are there, though, which is fun. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about uh, episode 27. This is episode one of season two, um, but it was the last episode ever to air on Nickelodeon. Interesting. Uh, in 2002, December 10th of 2002, this episode aired. Uh, they found out they were canceled on January 12th of 2002, and we're told they had enough time to finish one episode. Uh, so it was between this one and another one called, I think, Tiny Nubs of Doom or something. Um and they went with this one. Uh, the season was half finished, but none of those episodes would air until four years later, I think, on Nicktoons. Oh. Uh, yeah, you could find them all on the DVDs, but they they didn't make it to Nickelodeon proper until 2011. Uh, and Nicktoons, they premiered in 2006. So um, this wow. was the finale for a long while. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I guess this is a show that like that very weird twisted history kind of makes sense to me because mm-hmm. I don't recall after that premiere episode, which I guess is not even the pilot and Brendan, I mean, uh, I feel like we're burying the lead here. You say that this is a show near and dear to your heart. You fucking love this show. I do. I, I absolutely loved this show growing up. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched any of it apart from in 2000, what was it? Nineteen? the The movie came out two thousand sixteen, oh, yeah. maybe even. I forgot they even did that. I have buried somewhere in my notes here when that happened. Um, I believe it was like twenty, yeah, twenty nineteen. Uh, Enter the Florpus, a straight to Netflix uh, movie mm-hmm. for the show. I think it's only like forty minutes long. I don't even think it classifies as a feature film. <laughs> uh, what's the review? How did how did you feel? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was fun. The animation's really weird. Like they changed all the character designs. Uh, they're more like cutesy looking. Chibi is the word that I want to use, but hate using. Sure. Uh, it kind of resembles the comic books more than like the original cartoon. Okay. 
Uh, but other than that, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, a good a good like return to the show and a good send off. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the ending we were promised, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, th- at all of that, like the weird cancellation and then re- airing of episodes years on on what was Nicktoons. I think there was a proper Nicktoons channel that was not actually yes, Nickelodeon. Yep. yep, that's what it was. That plus a movie 15 years later in the future mm-hmm. um, doesn't surprise me because I feel like, yeah, I watched that first episode of this and it was like, OK, I kind of understand what's going on here. This is there's something here. And then don't recall like ever really watching. It's almost a similar feeling that I had when we talked about Samurai Jack originally, where like I feel mm-hmm. like I watched the opening movie of Samurai Jack several times and was super into it as every child our age was <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then don't ever recall having watched another episode of that show like ever again. It's like the same way I feel about Invader Zim almost. Yeah, this this for me was one of those shows where I would uh, keep track of when new episodes were coming and I'd make sure that I was there to catch them like on the premiere. Sure. Um, I was huge into this. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Invader Zim is a show about an alien who is uh, very bad at being an invader. So his commanders send him to Earth as kind of a way to just get rid of him. Uh, and so he believes that he's trying to prepare the Earth for an invasion, but through his own incompetence, uh, always fails. And that's like the setup for every episode. He comes up with a plan to take over the earth. It goes wrong. Uh, hilarity ensues. Um, the show is known for it's like very dark kind of sense of humor. It's very sarcastic. There's a lot of like body horror kind of yeah. stuff going on in it. Uh, there's even some of that in this episode, not as much as in some other episodes, but there is some kind of fucked up stuff happening in this one. There are some transformations that people. Yeah, there's transformations. Undergo. Uh, A character dies, which we'll get to. (laughs) It's fucked up. Uh, The show was cited for being canceled due to uh, not appealing to its target audience, which was two to 11 year olds. Mm. Uh, So I can imagine why that that was probably a bad idea on their part. Uh, And also it was very expensive to make because they use a lot of like 3D animation in it. Um, But I think it was probably more likely canceled because of like how violent and sarcastic it is. Nickelodeon wasn't big on that. That was more of like a Cartoon Network kind of shtick. That's true. This is a little more. Uh, I mean, even I, I wouldn't even necessarily say adult, but I think definitely dark, like kind of darker yeah. humor. Just even watching this episode, I went, OK, yeah, this this kind of goes places that in Nickelodeon. It's usually very saccharine. And mm-hmm. uh, it seems like in here. Yeah, they were not afraid to make some jokes or show some images like they oh yeah they go there and really they should have known this show is created by a man named jonan vazquez uh he's a comic book artist who created a, a comic called johnny the homicidal maniac yeah, uh, everyone knows exa- this everybody knows yeah this. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what it sounds like uh it's <laughs> extremely violent there's like graphic depictions of gore on like every page uh, he also created uh, Squee, which is a continuation of that, and a comic called I Feel Sick, uh, which is also tangentially connected to that. Uh, so he did all that before this show ever came out. And then someone saw that and was like, let's give him a kid's show. Why not? Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then we got this, uh, which is very tame for for him, but um, still shows a lot of the same kind of humor that he had in that. Um, I'm 
before we even get into the recap, uh, I'm also catching strong, like, Futurama vibes from watching this show. It kind of draws the line for me between, Brendan, I know you also famously <laughs> love Futurama. I do, I do, yep. And I feel like this is kind of giving me Futurama in a certain way. Maybe it's like the 3D animation mm-hmm. at points and then like also futuristic spacey elements. Like I'm it seeing be, yeah. something, I am seeing something in there where I'm drawing that line. <laughs> I've never made the connection, but now that you're saying it, I can absolutely see that. Um both things that you mentioned and like the extremely sarcastic view of modern day like America. Mm-hmm. It's like a, those are huge themes in both shows. Uh, so I kind of I, yeah, I can see what you're saying. And both have uh, an evil Santa as part of their so, <laughs> canon <so>. lore. <laughs> uh, they were sister shows. <laughs> yeah, Everyone yeah. agrees. Uh, yeah. The two quintessential. I mean, hey, two. Uh, Ages two to eleven, maybe they didn't capture them, but they did capture the imaginations of one young boy watching on Nickelodeon <laughs> back in the day. One young boy with a full head of hair who loved watching cartoons. Yeah, in two thousand two, I would have been eleven, so this would have oh, been right at the tail end of the demographic. <laughs> they just barely caught <laughs> they, you in that. They net. just barely missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Nickelodeon! You uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit more before we get going. I'm just going to go over the cast real quick. We've got Richard Horvitz playing Zim. Uh, you know him from Angry Beavers as Daggett. He was Billy and Mandy. He plays Billy, as we mm. talked about. Uh, mm. He is Raz in Psychonauts. Um, playing Gurr is Ricky Simmons. Uh, I looked at his IMDb and didn't see very many credits. I was curious about um, this. Yeah, I didn't see very much. There's like a lot of movies, but none of them I recognize. So I decided not to mention them here. Uh, There's a handful of movies. And he's also in Psychonauts 2. Uh, he plays Raz's archetype, which I think is very fun to have them back together for that. That is fun. Yeah. Uh, the archetype, you may remember, is the little 2D version of oh, Raz that, yes, that you yes, can yes, summon. Yes, yes. Yep. I uh, know exactly. Saw he's spouting off. Yeah, that's that's this guy. Uh, we've also got Andy Berman playing Dib. The only notable thing that I could see, I'm sure, and again, this is not to like <laughs> belittle his career, but the only thing I thought you might recognize uh, is he's in Rookie of the Year. He plays Ernie, which I believe is one of the announcers in the stadium. <laughs> I I certainly know rookie of the year, but if you told me he plays anyone other than the kid who broke his arm, I'm I'm out. <laughs> I've got nothing for you. <laughs> no, he's he's I guess he's one of the announcers. I tried looking him up. The only thing I saw was a meme uh where I think it's John Candy is saying wrong again, Ernie. Oh uh, God. so yeah, I don't fucking know. What a credit for him though. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> Yeah, that's the the one that hops out. Good. I'm glad. I like it. I, I, it sounded sarcastic. I actually am glad. <laughs> uh, we've got Melissa Fawn, or Fan, I'm not actually sure how to pronounce that, playing Gaz. Uh, she's in Persona 4 as Yumi Ozawa, uh, Cowboy Bebop as Edward, and she's in Fooly Cooly as Eri Ninamori. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that more at some point in the future. <laughs> uh, and then the last notable credit I have is uh, Fred Tatis... Tadaskiori? I don't actually know how to pronounce that. Uh, he plays Mr. Sludgy, uh, and he also voices Santa in the Cuphead show. Wow. So he's yeah. got every classic Christmas character covered. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Uh, so that's those are all the major credits. Uh, everyone in the cast voices all the background characters as well. Um. Yeah, so I say without further ado, you want to get into it? Let's do this, Brendan. Tell it. Let's celebrate Xmas together in a horrible way. 
the the most horrible Xmas ever. Uh, the episode opens up. We don't have the usual Invader Zim intro music. Uh, we just go right into it. We are in space looking at the Earth spinning. And over that, we see text appear that reads Earth two million years in the future. Uh, we then cut to a small Christmas decorated living room where a robotic snowman sits in an armchair surrounded by children. And he's singing a Christmas sounding song about raising the shields and having joy, <laughs> <laughs> which already something's weird about this. Yeah, I mean, two million years <laughs> in the future is what it says. And immediately me not remembering this show, I'm like, did Invader Zim take place on Earth two million years in the future? Like, is this a <laughs> contemporaneous story with the story of Invader Zim? Uh, yeah, no, no. Proven not to be true. But was was it like a, it must have been some kind of future year? Things are a little too technological on Earth, I would say. I, I don't think they ever specifically said what year it was, uh, but I think it was supposed to be pretty modern. But in like a a more like technologically advanced kind of world, sure. uh, there's a character that we meet even in the episode, um, Professor Membrane who is like the world's greatest scientist, and he's developed a lot of these technologies. Love this guy. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about him. He's one of my favorite characters, uh, one of the best supporting characters in the show. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, it doesn't actually ever say what year it takes place in, but okay. I always kind of took it as now. Sure. Um, <laughs> one of the children sitting around the robot, uh, whose name we learn is Mr. Sludgy, uh, asks him to tell the story of the most horrible Xmas ever. Uh, Mr. Sludgy then says no, and then he, he kind of like whirs and zaps, and then he says, actually, wait, yes. Something changes in his brain. He's like, you know what? Actually, yeah. this is my primary directive here is I have to deliver this. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Yeah, he takes a beat, realizes like his programming redoes itself or something, and he's like, oh, wait, yeah. Um, so then he starts telling the story of two million years ago, uh, and he refers to Zim as a little green nuclear mole. Uh, and after that, we see like a snowy cityscape and we hear uh, like what I think is like a royalty free version of Jingle Bells, where it's just a chorus of people going blah, 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 blah. Uh, and that continues throughout the whole episode. There's a lot of like songs you recognize, but sung in a way that makes them, I guess, passable for TV censors. It would be funny yeah, if they had to do these things to jump around like copyright laws, but these are certainly all songs that are at this point within the public domain. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but, but this was at the time too, I think, that people were getting sued over downloading uh, like Happy Birthday and things like that. So maybe, maybe they were just watching the themselves. Fight. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I think that was very recently that that finally settled. Mm -hmm. uh, so we the camera zooms down and we see Zim dressed in a human costume, which is just a big stuffed. Uh, it looks kind of like the 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 coat that the kid has to wear in a Christmas story, uh, but it's got a human face on it and a little name tag that says human on the chest. It looks terrible. And I think there's like it looks really bad. And there's, I think there's like a dog sewn to the side of it. Yeah. Um, Gur is behind him in his dog costume, which is a staple throughout the show. It's just a way to blend in with the humans. Uh, and then there is a small purple floating moose beside Zim. With a donations box on its head, uh, we'll we'll get to the moose in a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, will we? I, I, we? We will. We will. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not sure if mini moose is a thing in Invader Zim history, but I'm like, I guess this is just one of the <laughs> one of the gang. 
<laughs> yeah, we will we will get to Mini Moose in just a bit. All right, I trust you. Um, <laughs> Zim is uh, Zim is out here on the street trying to collect money uh, so that he can appear as a human. Is the only explanation we get for that. This is the only time he's ever been concerned with having money. Yes. And one thing that I think is really funny about that is that Mister Sludgy is telling this story, and there's like a little window of him sliding in that's telling the story like and zim was on the corner trying to raise money and his little window gets eaten by gur in real time which is very good i think that's a reference to the rankin bass uh like stop motion cartoons when when frosty would be telling the story and sometimes he'd come in on a snowflake Mm -hmm. uh very good yeah gur just eats it whole (laughs) (laughs) i like that a lot (laughs) Uh, so Zim's complaining about not having enough money, uh, and he sees a man on the street dressed as Santa ringing a bell, which is, I think, supposed to be like the Salvation Army Santas that you see around this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tackles the man and demands to know why he's taking all the money before he looks up and sees what appear to be like a ton more of them just all on this same street, all ringing bells and collecting money. True to life. Yeah, yeah. So he... Uh, he screams, Gur screams, there's a lot of screaming in this show, and then we smash cut to the city's mall. Here we see Santa on his throne that you see at any mall, uh, and Gur goes up in a different costume than he was wearing before. It's now a child costume. It's all stained in grease and disgusting looking. Uh, and he sits on Santa's lap, and Santa asks him, uh, what do you want, little boy or girl? And then uh, Gur Starts listing things. I think some of them are like cheese balls to be friends. A lot of cheese related items. Things made of cheese. He wants to dance naked. uh, And then there's a time jump. uh, And he's still listing things. And the Santa is going insane. I I think maybe this is one of my barriers to entry with Invader Zim. Is where if one of the main characters is going to be Gurr. You kind of have to be down with Gurr. It's almost the same problem mm-hmm. that we had when we talked about Billy and Mandy, where Billy is literally in the title of the show. Yep. So like you got to accept Billy for the way he is. And if you're going to get down with Zim, you got to be down with Gurr. Absolutely. I just don't think that ever worked for me. I think the character is fun, but mm-hmm. like annoying to the point where I'm annoyed watching it. Yeah. Um. I didn't ever have a problem with him when I was younger, but going back now, like anytime I have tried to watch it in the years following, I can't really stand Gurr anymore. Yes. Uh, his lol random humor was great when I was 11 years old. Sure. But at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, just shut the hell up. <laughs> we were all wondering if we could have cheeseburger back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I know I know exactly what you mean. Gur, Gur is very grating and he is a huge part of the show. Uh, so if you if you don't like him, you're going to have a rough time with the, the rest of the show. Yeah, and that I just I don't think I could ever get over that hurdle with Invader Zim in its time. In this episode, there's not a lot of Gur. So no. we don't have to worry about that too much for this particular 30 minute portion we're going to be talking about. But. Yeah, mm-hmm. The entirety of it, I just don't think I could I don't think I could commit to that. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think the other characters make up for it. Like the other characters, Dib and Professor Membrane and Gaz, I think are all strong enough that I'm willing to put up with Gurr. Sure. Uh, but he does get some rather long sections sometimes to just be grating. <laughs> Ugh, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not for me, but that's OK. 
Anyway, at this point, uh, Santa is feeling the same way that you are. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he's very much over Gur. Uh, and he he calls for someone to please take this kid away from me. Uh, and Zim appears uh, and says, oh, my child is just very happy. And then they get him, Gur. And they they suck Santa into Zim's suit. Uh, and then they have to escape before anyone notices, he says. And they waddle out, making little squeaky noises as they run. Very inconspicuous. Yeah, I think they accomplished that goal. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we see in the episode, uh, in this one even, uh, the humans in this earth are very stupid. Moronic. No brains. Yeah, none of them would ever notice anything was going on. Uh, so they make it back to Zim's lab uh, and we see Santa tied to a table. Uh, he wakes up and sees Gur eating candy, reaches for it. Oh, no, he wakes up. The first thing he sees is Minnie Moose and he screams and says, what is that? Uh, Zim looks to Minnie Moose and then says, oh, yeah, that's Minnie Moose. He's my other sidekick. He's been with me the whole time. So is this the joke that he hasn't been? <laughs> yes, this is the joke. This is okay. the only episode <laughs> Minnie Moose appears in. <laughs> All right, I was wondering. <laughs> he was going to appear in the canceled episode I mentioned earlier, The Nubs of Doom. Sure. Um, but that episode was never made. So this, in the original run of the show, this is the only episode he ever, ever appeared in. And he does become a main crux of the Enter the Florpus film from 2019. Uh, he's also in the comics and stuff, but no, the joke is that he's this is he's never been there. He's just here now. <laughs> Good for them being like, okay, you tell us we've got one episode left to make. We're going to insert a central character to the plot <laughs> of this show. The, this universe does not exist without this character. <laughs> yep, yep. And also we're canceled. Yeah, uh, so they I think I, I wonder if that line was in there originally or if that was something they added after they knew they'd been canceled as right. just like, a, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what the show has always been. We've been leading up to this <laughs> yeah. point anyway. We would have told you about this character, but you didn't give us time. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is on you. Yeah. Well, talk to us in 15 years. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, the mini moves just to get into it a little bit, is like a, an ultimate weapon that Zim designed but could never figure out how to work it. And the movie is is Gurr accidentally figures out how to work it and, and it starts destroying the Earth. And that's, Sounds that's about where right. Minnie Moose comes in. Sounds yeah. about right. So now, uh, after Zim has explained who Minnie Moose is, uh, he demands to know from Santa about the red bearded men who smell of ham and vomit. Also accurate, true to life. <laughs> accurate, yeah. To which the Santa replies, oh, you mean Santa. And Zim says, oh, you're Santa. And he says, no, I'm we're Santa's helpers. And then he explains the concept of Santa as like this mythical being in the world who has left his people and nobody's ever seen him. He's never seen the real Santa, but the world over loves Santa. And everyone waits with hope in their hearts for the day when he returns to his people. Yeah. And every <laughs> it's it's really good. Everyone anxiously awaits the return of Santa. Is Santa just <laughs> Jesus Christ in the universe of I, Invader Zim? I think that's what they're implying. Yeah. It seems that way to me. Yeah. He, well, he was here and we were happy and then he left. But one day he'll be back. <laughs> he'll come back to us. Um, so then Zim catches this. He says, everyone's waiting. Uh, so he instructs his computer to drain the man's brain of all Santa knowledge. Uh, we see a little montage of like eggnog and like Christmassy themed things. Uh, and Zim gets an Zim, he sees the word Xmas printed on the screen and gets a very Jack Skellington kind of way about him for the moment where he decides this will be mine. And we see like a we see time passing on a, a calendar as like the a calendar that I guess specifically counts down to Christmas. 
Um, but it's like a regular wall calendar. Everyone's got one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we cut to uh, an exterior shot. We see Gaz leaning over a fence, angrily staring at a small dog and holding out a headless doll. So what's the deal with Gaz? Gaz is Dib's sister? Gaz is Dib's younger sister, yeah. Um, it's the two of them and their father, Professor Membrane. Uh, sure. Dib is a paranormal enthusiast, uh, an alien enthusiast, and Gaz just wants to draw and play video games uh, and not be bothered by her older brother. Um, Dib sucks. I think Dib is... <laughs> Fine for the show and like a nice and I almost said villain, but the nice other side of the coin to what Zim Mm -hmm. is. Uh, I think Dib is fucking lame. I think he's fun, but also he's a fucking square. That's the whole point of his character is that he's (laughs) always ruining everyone's fun by trying to be the voice of reason and tell them how much danger they're in. And nobody wants to hear that. Live a little Dib. trying to have a good time. Yeah, it's Christmas after all. (laughs) um yeah no he he's always like that 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 is his character uh and i love it (laughs) it's okay i don't think it's a bad character i just think dib himself sucks and i do just like you said (laughs) i think it's funny that everyone in the world knows that dib sucks (laughs) yeah uh gaz is a little smarter than most people too she she knows that zim is an alien she just doesn't care Sure. Uh, that's kind of her thing is it, because Dib is so obsessed with it. She could she couldn't give a shit. Right. Uh, because Dib sucks. Exactly. She wants no part of it. Yeah. yeah. If this is his thing, I cannot partake. Yeah. Um, but while she's angrily staring at the dog, uh, we see Dib in the background working on a character named Tax Ship. Uh, Tack is from an episode in the first season. This ship becomes a big part of season two. Uh, never actually goes anywhere because the show was canceled before it could reach its end. But it plays into this episode, so I'm going to mention he's working on this ship. He can't get it running. Uh, He tells Gaz that every Christmas she stares at this dog uh, for three years. She's been doing it. And Gaz tells him that's because three years ago, this dog ate the head off of her doll, Bitey the Vampire. Uh, And she I don't know what she's trying to do. She's like trying to kill it with her mind or get it to like show remorse or something i'm not sure what the end goal is here yeah just kind of remind the dog like this is what you did (laughs) i know what you did motherfucker yeah she's just holding out the headless doll at the dog and staring angrily it does pay off pretty well later on it does it's pretty good (laughs) uh uh, dibs uh says he needs to fix the ship she says that he's bad at it and any idiot could fix the ship Uh, and he says would an idiot be able to do this uh before he cuts the power to the entire world uh it seems like it might just be the city but we find out in the very next scene that it is the entire world oh yeah we hear screaming and cars crashing and dib apologizes says sorry everybody again Right. As if this is a very typical thing for him. <laughs> so would an idiot be able to do this? The answer is yes. Only an idiot yes. would do this. Multiple times. Um, <laughs> and this is where we're introduced to Professor Membrane. We see him standing in a dark room uh, lit with like a red light. And we see uh, an image of the Earth. And I think it's his power off or something. And he flips a switch and it turns back to power on and all the lights come on. Uh, and he's exclaims that he's restored power to the earth 
Uh, and thank God that he's around. This fucking guy rules in the way <laughs> that Dibs rule. sucks. It's so funny to me. And the way that Dibs sucks so bad and everybody hates him. It seems like Dibs dad fucking rules and everybody yeah. loves him. Everybody does love him. Yeah. Professor Membrane is like the savior of the earth. It's basically. Awesome. <laughs> he uh, jumps up and does like a laser blast and he shoots a hole through the front door uh, which falls off its hinges, and we see Gaz and Dib come inside. They turn on the TV, and Professor Membrane exclaims that Santa's... He's like, oh, he's back. Uh, and we watch a newscast <laughs> of uh, Zim uh, dressed up in a Santa costume, very similar to his human costume. Very shitty, too. It looks awful. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, again, it's just a big puffy thing, and his face is kind of like stuck in the middle of its face. I was kind of confused about like the eyebrows situation on the Santa costume. I thought the eyebrows were just like the eyes of the costume, mm-hmm. but they were empty. Um, eventually, when there is a full face suit, uh, yes, it's, yeah. it's revealed. Yeah, those were the eyebrows, but it looks just <laughs> extremely unnatural with yeah this like inflatable Santa with green child in the middle yeah. of it. But again, <laughs> the world besides dib is too stupid to know that like this is not this isn't santa yeah nobody nobody notices uh or if they do they don't care there's even a joke at this expense later too about like another (laughs) non-santa yeah uh and the green skin thing is addressed i think in the second episode of the show dib points out that he's green and everyone uh basically calls him a bully Sure. Like, oh, so you, you, we hate him because he looks different from it's you. Racist. Yeah, it's very racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is pointed out that he is, in fact, green. Everyone can see that he's green, but nobody wants to be the one to point it out. I, good on everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I wish more people really felt like that in this world of ours. But it would be nice if if the if green people could just get along. It's it's not easy being green. Historically, though. it's very difficult to be green. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. I heard it somewhere from a guy <laughs> from a guy. Uh, so we see we see Santa Zim. Uh, we get some testimonials from people saying like, oh, there's so much happiness back. One woman said my heart explodes with joy. She dies. And then we hear a, a <laughs> popping squelching noise and she falls over dead. She dies <laughs> face first in the snow <laughs> in front of three horrified children. <laughs> <laughs> she just couldn't believe it. <laughs> no, she she her heart exploded with joy. Like uh, it's a good way to go, I guess. It's pretty good. I mean, it's Christmas time. That's what we could all <laughs> wish for, really. Yeah, and that's the kind of humor that you can expect from this show. Love Shit it. like that. Uh, we cut to President Man uh, giving up all of his power to Santa. President, the president is a lunatic. By the way, is this also <laughs> another recurring character on this show? I'm I'm not sure that President Man is like a prominent character he might show up once in a while it's just the kind of character that they would do they just love like giving people a title and then calling them man mm-hmm. or like there's an episode where there there's a nasa uh equivalent and they just call it nasa place sure um so they just it's just the type of humor uh, <laughs> this president is crazy he's like santa's <laughs> i give full power to santa and then d- like leapfrogs onto his podium <laughs> yeah and then mounts the podium <laughs> why <laughs> i don't know everyone's so excited everyone's so excited to have santa back everyone's got multiple screws loose on this show <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah it's great <laughs> 
Um, Setizem addresses the Earth and tells them uh, he intends to... Now that he's returned, he intends to rule the Earth and create a new world order. Uh, and everyone really digs that. But we cut back to Professor Membrane uh, crushing the TV remote. Uh, and we get a flashback to him as a child, uh, which is great. Because so he good. looks exactly the same, it's but really very good. small. <laughs> he even has the same voice, too. It's the same voice <laughs> yeah. actor doing the same voice. They don't pitch it up or anything. It's just no, no. him. It's just him, but small. Uh, he opens up a present. And he's excited to get his, uh, I think it's uranium something or the 12 cases of uranium. And he pulls out a dirty sock. And he's he's very saddened by it, and then suddenly a flood of dirty socks starts pouring out of the box, <laughs> it's a never filling ending, the room around never him. Fountain of socks. <laughs> uh, he vows then and there uh, to make it his part of his life's mission uh, to destroy Santa. No, Santa has let me down. I will turn my back on him and devote a portion of my life to destroying Santa. And then we cut back and he runs off screaming. Uh, Dib turns the TV back on to watch Santa and hears uh, him called the humans Earth monkeys. And this is where he figures out what's going on. Before this, he didn't realize that that was him. He just thought something was weird. Uh, it's very much like uh, the swamp hag thing, except we know exactly <laughs> when we figured it out. It's as obvious to us in that <laughs> as it is now. Um, Santa's name is very funny to me when he's on the news because he's got this weird macho man, Randy Savage energy yes. going on where he keeps going. Oh, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah. And he actually, I think, says brother at one point. I think you're right. It's he's like, like <laughs> we're going to have the, a great Christmas, brother. It's like they're cutting a wrestling promo <laughs> yeah. in this. I'm not news sure interview. why they did that. Yeah, um, it's very strange. I'm almost certain, though, that you're correct. And that is what they were going for. Mm -hmm. Just seems like a weird pull. And 2002 was was was. Macho Man even still big at the time? Uh, I don't know if he was a going concern in the world of wrestling, but his legend lives on even just to this day. Even today, yeah. I just think it might have been a dated reference even at the time. Perhaps that was contemporaneous with his uh, famous Slim Jim commercials. Uh, you know what? You could be right. <laughs> so they decided to put a reference to Macho Man Randy Savage's Slim Jim commercials in the Invader Zim Christmas special. You know what? That makes almost <laughs> too much sense to not be what happened. Slim Jim was probably advertising on Nickelodeon at the time, too. Oh, it, hell it, yeah. Slim Jim and Brisk Ice Tea, where that skeleton walks in and drinks a brisk and turns into a snowman. And the Rasta Apple Jacks man. <laughs> yeah. All our favorite food brands. The, the Cinemon. <laughs> that is what they called him. <laughs> uh, I was listening to uh, Jimmy Buffett's cover of uh, Winter Wonderland. What's the mm -hmm. song? Is that what it is? is, that what it is? I, don't, I don't know. Uh, walking in a winter wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. You'd think I would know the name of a Christmas song. Okay. Let's continue <laughs> the story. Um, I was listening to that the other day, as I do, you know, Radio Margaritaville on Sirius XM mm -hmm. gets heavy playtime when I'm in, when I'm driving the car. <laughs> uh, and he uh, said, in the meadow, we can build a snow mon, which I <laughs> was a huge fan of. And then later in the ep er, episode, later in the song, uh, Jimmy Buffett says, uh, well, frolic and play. And then instead of saying the Eskimo way. 
uh, he says the parrot head way. So if you ever oh. want to uh, celebrate Christmas on island time, uh, <laughs> pick up the Jimmy Buffett Christmas album and you'll get things like Mon and Parrot Head. That's hell yeah. That's all I had to say. <laughs> is Parrot Head a Jimmy Buffett thing? I've I don't think I've ever heard that before. That is the official name. It's it's like Deadheads for the Grateful Dead. Uh, oh. Jimmy Buffett mega fans are Parrot Heads, and I am approaching that territory in this <laughs> point in my life. I don't have any shame. It's it started yeah, as an around, ironic. It's thing. around your thirties that you become a, a Parrot Head yeah, if you're going to exactly it's now or never. Yeah, it's that biological thing in your body where it's like you've got a 50-50 shot going either way. <laughs> and uh, I followed path X. You know, you might might have followed path Y, but mm-hmm. uh, I have no shame in it. You know, maybe yeah, you no. should try a change in latitude or attitude. That might <laughs> help you a little bit. <laughs> maybe I should. There's still time. I don't know that I will, though. There's still time. There, well, no, I think I'm past the – I think I'm past it now. <laughs> Uh, I'll send you a couple tracks and <laughs> All right. get you on board. Some great Im- original music from James Buffett himself, but some even better original music coming up in this episode of Invader Zim. Oh, yeah, right now. Uh, we cut to Zim uh, at what appears to be a rally. Um, a- a very reminiscent, actually, we'll get to it a little bit more, of like a, a Nazi rally. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it. Um, first, though, we see Santa is loading up the Santa, or sorry, Zim is loading up the Santa suit with Christmas memories. We see a bunch of tubes going into its face. Um, and then Santa is announced and we get a musical number complete with uh, Mini Moose sing-along on the screen, uh, which you're hearing now. People of Earth, I give you Santa Claus. <laughs> fucking wild (laughs) i loved it so much um such a huge swing for them to have a christmas song and then yeah just like you said earlier follow the bouncing ball of the sing-along song like you would have on a 1990s vhs tape yep yep it was so good uh but but it's a very authoritarian um bow down to santa this song actually uh is something that even though i haven't seen this episode in a very long time I think about every Christmas. <laughs> How uh, could you not? I just walk around my house going, bow down. <laughs> and it is uh, consistent with uh, the episode of the, the name of that episode that you said was not made where it's a blank mm-hmm. blanks of doom. Of doom. Uh, of doom is a very Zim thing. Uh, everything doom. is of doom. Uh, there's the doom song that Gurr sings in episode one. Everything is is doom. Uh, the the Halloween episode is like something of spooky doom. Does the doom guy ever show up in Invader Zim? No, no, but there is a character that is very similar in an episode where they go to a boot camp on Mars. Okay, um, but I don't think it's based on the doom guy. But there could be an argument made. I mean, Mars. Yeah, it is on Mars. Yeah, 
They love Doom. Does he yep. rip and tear at all? Uh, he doesn't. No, he's like a he's a drill sergeant. Must not be him then. Yeah, that doesn't no, make sense. Probably not him. After the song, Zim declares uh, that Santa has returned to announce a new Christmas tradition, which he calls the Yuletide helping of Santa to build a giant teleporter capable of sending all humans to their doom. It's one of my favorite yearly traditions. In my <laughs> yeah, we still well. we still practice it th- every year. Um, one day we'll get that teleporter built. It's not really but, the the goal of doing it. It's the time spent with family building the <laughs> teleporter is really what makes this. It's the reason for the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all the humans are very excited about this new tradition. Uh, and he Zim then says he will have his labor slaves bring everyone to the North Pole to begin assembling the teleporter. Uh, and then one of them asks if it will be fun and Christmassy, uh, <laughs> yeah, to which he, he assures them. <laughs> To which he assures them, yes, it will. That's like, uh, and then everyone starts chanting, Hail Santa. <laughs> as long as everything, yeah. As the crowd is totally down to get down with this this fascist yeah. regime of Santa <laughs> taking over the world, yes, very much like authoritarian Hitler style, as long yeah. as everything is fun and Christmassy. Fun and Christmassy, and they will they will continue to make sure that it is fun and Christmassy mm-hmm. or they're or they're out. No. Yeah, <laughs> I need um, this. Yeah, the Hail Santa chant to me uh, is funny for two reasons. Uh, I think it's funny because it's that authoritarian thing. But also, I think the joke might be Hail Satan. It's got I mean, um, to be. It's got to be. Uh, but again, this children's show maybe took it a little too far sometimes. It's fun to see this on Nickelodeon, though. Where, like you said earlier, like this is the kind of thing they would pretty regularly pull on mm-hmm. like a cartoon network. But Nickelodeon is too afraid, like the big Viacom overlords being like, no, 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 like that everything must be pure. Yeah, yeah. This was the era of uh, SpongeBob and I think new Rugrats episodes were still coming out. Right. Uh, uh, so a lot of like very light kid friendly things they'd even started to do away with some of their older like angry beavers and some of the edgier shows from the past of nickelodeon the wild west days of nickelodeon yeah yeah this this was like the 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 death knell of those kind of shows which is sad you know it is yeah it it's i would have i don't know would have been interesting to see what creators in that time because even spongebob there's like so many urgent urban legends of like much more adult themes in mm-hmm. that show or like characters being in like gay relationships with each other. Yep. People uh, were really angry about the episode where they raised a baby clam. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see them like actually do stuff like that, but yeah, just being on Nickelodeon and like just being terrified to even slightly push any buttons to do anything yeah uh and this show wasn't even planned to run for much longer uh, than it did i think they on the dvd they talk about doing one more season uh Mm -hmm. and then a movie to wrap it up Uh, but we never got there um and the movie that we did get is not the movie they talk about uh, on the dvd sure but i would have loved to have seen like how they finished it you know maybe where they could have gone with it because they did go to a lot of really fun places in the show but it's not to be Oh, well, we'll get them next time. <laughs> oh, well. Um, after the chanting is through, uh, some children appear 
and they would love to sit on Santa's lap and beg for presents. Uh, and one child starts begging, please, Santa, please. Please, Santa, please. Uh, uh, he looks horrified for a second and reluctantly accepts and they all leap onto him. And we hear what sounds like biting noises or like gnawing. They're sounds. chewing on him. Yes. Like they're chewing on him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this causes the suit to short out. Uh, and it briefly takes over Zim's mind and becomes Santa. He's in love with the kids and he instructs his robot elves to wrap up everything he has and give it to the people. Uh, and they start wrapping things up. We see some fun things. There's a snowman with a screen on its face that just says obey. Uh, and they unplug that and start giving it away. Uh, and then he regains control and tells them all to stop. And this is when Dib appears on the scene uh, and tries telling everybody that this isn't really Santa. And he says, uh, yes, I'm Santa. Look at my robot elves. And then the, the robot elves shoot laser beams and like blow up half the <laughs> arena. And every, one guy goes, just like in the stories. <laughs> it might be the same guy who asked <laughs> if it, it was is, funny yeah. Christmas. He, <laughs> he fucking yeah, uh, loves Christmas. <laughs> Uh, Dib reminds them there are no robot elves in any stories. <laughs> and then so they all start booing Dib uh, and throwing things at him, including an entire car. As soon as they started throwing stuff at him, I'm like, OK, well, I'm waiting for the joke where someone throws something at him that is too large to throw. <laughs> and then a car yeah. comes in. I go, I go, thank you for paying off <laughs> the joke. Yeah, a car slams into the thing just as he's pulled away. Uh, Santa Zim says that we should love everybody uh, except the non-believer. Uh, take him to jingle jail and the robot elves round him up and carry him away. And Zim is maniacally ho ho hoing as he's taken away. And then good. a flag that is, again, very Nazi-esque in its design oh, comes yeah. down. It's got the Urken symbol. And behind the Urken symbol, there are two crossed uh, candy canes. Uh, and this is where we cut to commercial. And the humans <laughs> are loving it. The They're humans like, all right, stoked. Santa, yeah. take me away. <laughs> Whatever you say, boss. Thank you for coming back to us. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's wild. <laughs> I didn't remember it being this like heavy handed in the imagery uh, because as a child who did not know about such things, I, I, I completely missed it. But this time around, I was like, oh, my God, they fucking went there. I mean, there are definitely lines to be drawn between that and yeah, like Nazi rallies, just accepting every word coming out of like a person's mouth. And like, even regardless of like how you feel in these days, I mean, we're not going to get super political, but like, no. even regardless these days, like seeing some of the things that are said at mm, a Trump rally and like mm -hmm. the way that people will react to like some of like <laughs> insane like theory or like suggestion of like doing something to somebody and people are like, yeah, yeah. let's do it. It's like, oh God, like this is, this is hitting close to home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think I think the joke might even be like more shallow than that. I think it they might be trying to like point a finger at like the Christmas uh, tradition in terms of oh, like yeah. consumerism and like that sort of thing. Yeah, um, for but sure. But they're 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 really going heavy with it. <laughs> it is a cult in and of itself is. Yeah, the Christmas. Exactly what you said. The consumerism, the desire for like feeling some kind of holiday spirit even mm -hmm. if it's like presented in the most absolutely grotesque way <laughs> um yeah definitely something to that yeah um goddamn though i love this show it's good uh we return from commercial 
uh, to Mr. Sludgy uh, with the kids all around him uh, saying that Zim has fooled the world, but he doesn't know much about Christmas. And then a stand in for you, Nick, uh, is sitting on the thing and he says, I don't understand why Zim even wants to take over the world. And frankly, I don't understand uh, the machinations of his schemes at all. I don't get it. Why does he want to take over the Earth so badly? What does he have to gain or to lose? And the mechanizations of this malfunctioning Santa suit completely elude me. Really appreciated uh, this kid. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the voice of reason. He's the. He's the people who don't know what this show is watching mm-hmm. this show for mm-hmm. the first time. Uh, to which Mr. Sludgy does the thing that uh, anyone who does know the show does or would do. Uh, he lifts the child off the seat they're on <laughs> and gently tucks them under the seat and then goes back to the story. Just removes them from the equation <laughs> <Yeah>. entirely. <laughs> he just picks them up and slides them under the ottoman and then goes back to it. Uh, <laughs> I love that bit. That character is, I think, voiced by Joan and Vasquez. Uh, but I think they pitched it up a bunch. OK, um, but I, he's in the credits as like, I don't remember exactly what they called it, but some kid. And I think that's the one. It's a good bit. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, so we return to the North Pole where Zim is complaining about all the jolliness uh, while the humans build the teleporter. Dib is placed in a cage made of candy canes uh, and Zim is pacing around making faces at the elves. Um, Dib tries pulling on the bars of the cell to realize that they are made of real candy canes and break very easily. Uh, he then takes the ears and hat off of one of the elf robots and puts them on himself. Uh, and immediately Zim comes over and leans on him and says, you're a robot elf I've never seen before, but I feel like you're the only person I can talk to right now. I can trust you right now, little robot (laughs) elf. That is unfamiliar to me. (laughs) Uh, so he starts explaining his whole evil plan. Uh, He describes how he made the Santa suit. It's some sort of gel in which every molecule is a hard drive filled with Santa knowledge. Uh, And he controls the suit with an interface that he put into his brain, which we haven't seen, but we do see later. Um, But now the suit is starting to think that it is really Santa. Uh, And then he says he needs to keep using the suit, though, until he beams all the humans to the tallest as slaves, uh, which Dib completely blows his cover by saying, that's horrible. And Zim goes, isn't it? And uh, just moves on. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> <And> just continues <laughs> talking about his evil plan. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Anyway, <laughs> he's excited about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> so that's so funny that like, oh, I've never seen this elf before, but I'm glad that it's at least kind of on the same page as me right now. <laughs> it gets me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Gurr comes in uh, singing another Christmas song, but slightly different. He's singing Jingly Bells. Zim tries to stop him, but he's too late, and the suit uh, takes over once again. Dib then tries to attack Santa with a giant candy cane, but the suit absorbs it, and it says, more Christmas power for Santa. <laughs> and then uh, like it, it kind of like pushes out with like a blob and knocks him over. Uh, which knocks off his costume and then Zim regains control and notices that it's Dib uh, and instructs the elves to throw Dib in the actually strong jingle jail. Dib asks why he didn't do you that in the first place. Yeah, just should have. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been where you started. Yeah. Uh, and then Zim tells him that he couldn't possibly understand no. his uh, his motives or his methods. He's on some next level shit. All right, Dib. <laughs> you know, you think that you've got it all figured out and you're trying to protect people, but. If you can't even outsmart the bad guys, 
Yeah, what are we look, doing who's here? the who's the evil alien here, Dib? <laughs> it's pretty clear to me. <laughs> uh, so they put him in another cell that looks exactly like the first one um, and drops him out of the ship they're in into the frozen ocean. Uh, he lands on like a an ice drift uh, and he pulls out his laptop and calls Gaz uh, and says that he's stuck in a frozen wasteland to which she responds. Aren't we all? Say <laughs> la vie, my brother. Say <laughs> la vie, mon frere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he tells her he needs help, but she's busy with the dog. So this is where he confesses that he it's his fault that the, the doll lost its head because he was using it to test a teleporter experiment, which put the doll's head on a fly's body. And we zoom out from where Gaz is and we see a fly on a leaf and it turns its head and it's got just like a vampire head on it. It's like a one second joke, one second yeah. sight gag that they do. But it makes the whole thing because like the whole thing is so confusing with her. Yeah, like staring at the dog and it's not really that funny. It's like, OK, well, the dog bit off the head. Like, OK, that's mm-hmm. that's fine. And then we learn, oh, no, it was actually Dib's fault. It's like, OK, that's that's kind of funny. And then they show the head on the thing. <laughs> Like, very oh, close no. by like it's right there it's not like he was even lying to her to get her to come he really did do it and we see it yeah it's, it's really good it's very good um before he can even finish telling her what he did uh she is there in tax ship which is now running uh she blows open the cage tells him to get in and then kicks the shit out of him as they fly away deservedly so yeah oh yeah uh that happens a lot gaz has to constantly be saving dib and usually it's because she's angry with him and needs to beat him up well he's um, a huge piece of shit and everybody mm-hmm. hates him and he's very selfish it's always about him and it's always about how he's got to save the earth from the evil alien and sometimes she just wants to get the new video game or go get pizza uh, and he's always fucking it up it's clear that this is, yeah, his one drive in life is, yeah, getting getting the alien and being the hero. It is very clear to me just even watching this character in this one episode and thinking back to, like, the brief s- snippets of him that I can remember from watching the show being like, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. guy is all about Dib is all about Dib and nobody else is about Dib. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his motivation isn't just like saving the world. He wants to be famous for discovering an alien. Definitely like some sort of inferiority complex because his dad is like so world famous. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Every time we see like his vision of himself in the future, he looks like his dad, that's except good. his hair is longer than his dad because they both have like the spike thing going on. That rules. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, we cut briefly to Zim as he uh, explains that he's adding a stabilizer to the suit to help control the transformation. And this is just a giant screw that he sticks into the forehead of the, the Santa suit. Um, and then we cut back to Dib <clears throat> excited that he's gotten the ship working to which uh, Gaz says that she got the ship working. Uh, he said he did most of it, but then they call professor membrane to tell him that Santa is back. Uh, and he tells them uh, you, I give you full permission to use my anti Santa arsenal uh, as he made as a child and he wishes them luck and they fly to this island that has a giant carving of Professor Membrane's face and it says Membrane, friend of the people, enemy of Santa. What is this place? <laughs> it's his like it's his like secret layer lab thing that like a, a villain would have, but he's he's a friend of the people. <laughs> he's built like a base on the, the coastline of the North Pole just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I think that's what it is. Um, just in case he ever has, Santa ever comes back and he's got to take him down. Ready to strike at a moment's notice. <laughs> you have to be close. <laughs> it's the only deterrent is to have a giant island shaped as yourself. So yeah. That makes, that makes sense. <laughs> he's very egotistical, but I mean, I don't think he's wrong to be. He seems like he deserves it. Yeah. Dib. Yeah. He, he's earned it. Dib. Yeah. He talks the talk, but his dad is walking the walk. Oh, yeah. So we cut away from them now. Uh, we see it's 10 minutes until Christmas. Minnie Moose is on stage before a microphone and gives uh, what I would describe as an impassioned speech. <laughs> it's moving. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, Minnie Moose in this instance is also voiced by Jonan Vasquez, for what it's worth. Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, Zim... Uh, Congratulates Minnie Moose on the speech <laughs> and, and then tells everyone the teleporter is finished and to get in. But one woman stops them and says, but Santa, it's Christmas Eve and you haven't even sang any carols. And finally, the people are like fighting back like this. Yeah. It's not enough, Santa. We are promised it's, these things. <laughs> we were promised that it would be fun and Christmassy. So far, it has not been Christmassy. <laughs> it's like the little bit of agency that humanity still has left to be like, I have to have, I must have my jolly Christmas. <laughs> uh, one man also complains that there's been no presents given out as well. Uh, Zim tells them there's no time and one man rushes to the teleporter, uh, but trips and drops his rabbit doll into the teleporter, which is immediately teleported up onto uh, the tallest spaceship. Uh, and here's the first time in the episode we see the mighty tallest they are the leaders of the Urken race, uh, and they are only the leaders because they are the tallest of the race. Uh, that is something the race cherishes. The taller you are, the higher you're standing in in government and life and all of that. That's not, I mean, that's not totally inaccurate to the human experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what does Zim's bosses do all day? Nothing. They're literally standing there eating popcorn. That's what they do. They stand around eating snacks. Every time you see them, they're eating a different snack uh, and laughing at the misfortunes of their shorter uh, <laughs> underlings. Hmm. I again, maybe the show is very true to the human experience because <laughs> like a lot of bosses literally do that. Sit back and watch what underlings do while like, yep. yeah, having popcorn at the ready. Like, OK, let's get ready for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is their whole character. They just stand around eating snacks and being tall. I got to be a boss. Yeah, you got to get taller. Put on some pounds, though. All the <laughs> snacks. Yeah, they're very thin for how many snacks they eat. Sometimes they've got mountains of donuts in the background. That is true. They're very svelte aliens, mm -hmm. so uh, they must not always be eating. Sometimes they must be, you know, going for a jog or something. Yeah, I don't know. We never see that, uh, but it's possible. If they had had those extra seasons that you were talking about to kind of flesh out the <laughs> world of yeah. Invader Zim, I think that probably would have been included. Yeah, maybe they would have got bigger. We would have seen the progression over time. Well, they could have had like a, an episode where they're overthrown by somebody taller and thinner. Only in my uh, deviant art will they ever get bigger, <laughs> but only in one oh, specific God. way. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Continuing on. Um, uh uh, just then, a small child comes up and asks Zim for a hug. Uh, he tries to resist, but the stabilizer is rejected by the suit, and it just kind of like pops it out of his head. 
Uh, it worked up until now, but this small child full of Christmas cheer has undone everything. Uh, and the suit fully engulfs Zim. And we see him floating in what I would describe as a Christmassy void. It's like a red background with like candy canes and Christmas trees floating around. He disappears into like that place in uh, Get Out where he's like yes. floating <laughs> yeah. in that void, looking up at himself. But like it's gone. <laughs> he's lost control. Yeah. Santa Santa's the pilot now. Yep. Uh, and Zim says as much. He's he says the Santa has won. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the suit begins distributing presents. Uh, but just then Dib shows up in a giant mech suit which uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the mech suit is designed to look like Professor Membrane. Yeah, I couldn't really get a grasp of it. I was like trying yeah. to figure it out and the action was moving a little too fast. But uh, of, I mean, makes sense. It's got his hair swoop that Professor Membrane has and it has a pocket protector on its chest. That's very good. Uh, and the big gloves. Um, but he's very he much about himself. Suit. He's, oh, yeah. The professor very much about himself and everything is designed as himself. But again, in the house, even earlier in the episode, there are uh, little like busts of the professor and there's like a head that looks like a key bowl. Like the mouth is wide open. That's really good. He's earned it, though. He's earned this level again. Of again yes. <laughs> self-satisfaction. <laughs> uh, Dib fires a laser at Santa, uh, which explodes. Uh, and Dib for a moment thinks he has won. But all he has done is knocked the Santa suit into a lot of Christmas stuff, which it absorbs and turns into a horrific Santa kaiju monster. We see uh, candy cane patterned uh, spider legs come out of a hole and a giant monstrous Santa wrapped in tinsel comes out uh, and they begin their giant robot kaiju fight. This is some of that body horror you were talking about earlier, yep. too. Things are getting a little <laughs> yep. nasty around here. A little fucked up. Uh, its hands shoot out candy cane tentacles, uh, which turn into crooks, uh, which it uses to swipe at the, the robot. Uh, cuts a big gash in its chest, destroys a bunch of stuff around. The people are all cheering for the Santa monster. <laughs> Because everybody hates Dib. This is their and hero, and, and yeah. Dib is their villain. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it makes sense. There's, I, <laughs> if I was in this crowd, too, as a neutral observer, I know which direction I would be leaning. <laughs> um, they fight back and forth for a little bit, uh, and then Dib manages to pin the Santa against a wall and takes out these giant cluster missiles on his back and fires them all into the Santa which uh, damages it and busts a hole in its side through which Zim comes falling out. Uh, Zim realizes that he's been freed, pushes a button on the implant on his head, and the Santa spider monster thing turns into a cute little Santa spider monster doll. It's very, very good. In my mind, every Invader Zim episode, having not watched the show as much as you did, in my mind, every Invader Zim episode ends in this exact same way. Like, I can see every episode of the show mm -hmm. ending in some kind of, yeah, world-ending kaiju fight that ends <laughs> in, like, some kind of cute hilarity. Like, that makes oh, yeah. total yep. sense to me. It's not always a kaiju fight, but there is always some world-ending thing that ends in sure, hilarity. Sure. Um, it's very good. One of my favorite episodes, just as a brief aside, uh, Zim is trying to pull Mars into the planet, and we see a person on a hill with an ice cream cone or a, a soda cup, and Mars lands on top of their soda cup and begins crushing it. Uh, and Jonan Vasquez is voicing this character, and they scream for, I believe it's two full minutes. 
like with like barely any breaths in there just as the the Mars is coming down. Do they um, show anything else but the screaming no, and the crushing no, of the cup? They, they show him he refuses to let go of the cup. <laughs> He's sitting at a at a picnic table, leaning away from it atop a hill, just screaming. I guess I don't know what I would do in that situation. <laughs> I might let go of the cup. <laughs> I might be too scared. He really wants that soda, I think. Uh, depends what it was. If it was like a cranberry Sprite Zero, I'm kind of into that Ooh. right now in this holiday season. What if it was a surge? Um, I don't think I would go for a surge, but I might go for a, a mellow yellow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to drink Vault Soda. Do you remember Vault? Vaguely. They're all yeah. kind of say. I think it was... It might have been Coca-Cola brand, but it was like mm-hmm. an attempt to do like a Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah. And it was very bad, but I drank that a lot. <laughs> I would go to the gas station and get a vault and a package of sugar babies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> really, really hate your teeth. Yeah, I was really doing a number on myself. And uh, <laughs> it's a wonder that I'm in the shape that I'm in today. <laughs> give me the uh give me the worst soda for my teeth and uh oh you got candy that'll never really stick in never, there come, never out. come out it's still <laughs> it's definitely still in there too and i've brushed my teeth at least 10 times since then nothing gets rid of that it's like eating road tar it is yeah it's it's the stickiest st- substance known to man but uh what you're really doing though is you're just sealing up those cavities you just fill them in you don't have to worry about them anymore. nothing gets in nothing gets out <laughs> It's perfect. Yeah, it's like, it's like a layer of plaster. Like, uh, <laughs> let's cover these bad boys up. They're good to go for another year. <laughs> oh man. Um. Anyway, Zim kicks the doll uh, into the hand of the robot, and he says, "Quickly, launch it into space." Uh, Dib points the fist of the robot up and launches the fist as a rocket deep into space, and they believe they're freed from Santa. Zib. Or a child, one child says, Christmas is ruined forever. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, Dib tries to uh, quell everyone's anger and fear by telling them that that wasn't the real Santa. This isn't what Christmas is. And everybody should just go home and spend time with their families or whatever. Or, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the people start to agree. Uh, but then suddenly everyone is interrupted by Zim, mm. uh, now dressed up as the Easter platypus, mm-hmm. the classic children's character that we all know and love, uh, to which everybody immediately regains the love and trust that they had for Santa and places it in the Easter platypus. Uh, and then they all turn on Dib and kick the shit out of him, uh, maybe even kill him. We don't really see. Uh, but then Zim declares that the mission was a success. Gurr says that it absolutely was not. Gurr's right. Yeah, and then they wish the audience uh, Merry Platypus, one and all. <laughs> I And I felt it in my heart <laughs> when they said yeah. that to me. Thank you, Easter Platypus, my favorite of the <laughs> holiday mascots. My favorite, the Easter Platypus. Um, he's poisonous, watch out. <laughs> we, we cut back to Mr. Sludgy. But Zim and Dib were wrong that day. Santa wasn't destroyed. Santa lives on. In the hearts and minds of us all? No, in space, gathering power. And every Christmas he returns to Earth. And that's why we all live in this protective dome. And then we zoom out and we see that everyone lives in what appears to be like a snow globe type thing. Uh, And the giant Santa monster, now bigger than before and more horrific looking with sharp teeth, is attacking the dome and biting at it. 
uh, and two giant platters raise up out of the ground with milk and cookies. Uh, and it takes one of the cookies, dips it in the milk and eats it and then gives off a horrific roar. Uh, and then we roll credits <laughs> on the Christmas episode. I was waiting for this turn too, of like, okay, we're 2 million <laughs> years in the future. Like where's humanity really at right now? And they yep. paid that off too. And it also implies to me that like this same Santa creature that attacks earth is the one that Dib launched into space probably. Oh yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. Not so the real Santa that they're all waiting for to return to earth and, uh, you know, spend like 30 days and then rise up from the top of the mountain. Uh, <laughs> that never happened. Probably no, it didn't. No, it didn't. This one, this one might have, uh, intercepted it when it did happen. It took it out. Yeah. On the way. It, it just absorbs Christmas power. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we've seen it so much. So who's got more Christmas <laughs> power than Santa? Yep, nobody yep. I know. Uh, I also like that it pays off the very opening line with the uh, raise the shields and have joy. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's very good. So we've been setting this up the whole time. Uh, and that is the uh, the story of the most horrible Xmas ever. Beautiful. Okay. I think I've had my fill of these horrible stink people things for today so nick what did you think about your your foray into invader zim i loved it i don't know that i'll be returning to invader zim very much but it did enough for me to like at least put an inkling of that in my brain um i think my concerns are like the gur stuff that i talked about mm-hmm. i might get sick there's a lot of screaming that goes on in this show yeah. Uh, which could get a little grating at times. But this Christmas episode, I thought, was really, really great. Um, I think it was a very, obviously, a very non-traditional Christmas special in, like, the history of all of the animated specials that you know from, like, this time period. They're Mm -hmm. all, like, all happy, feel-good stories and like silly childish humor. And this goes like some very crazy twisted dark places in in a way that like only a show like this could pull off. And uh, Oh yeah, I really loved it. I honestly was a little skeptical going into this Christmas special, just not having the affinity for Invader Zim that you do and not knowing how it would go for me. And I came out of it on the other side, like, thoroughly impressed by this episode i i really had a good time well cool i'm glad you liked it um i think for all of the screaming and all of the the gur that happens in this show uh what really sets it apart is the way it tells its stories uh and like the way every character kind of plays off of each other like zim and dib gur is obviously there to grab the attention of the two to 11 year olds the show was made for sure uh, but I think it's very strong in its storytelling. Uh, I think the the absurdity and this like the sarcastic nature that it's trying to approach modern times with uh, still holds up. And I think maybe does more for me now than it did as a kid. Definitely. I came I came for the screaming. I stayed for the <laughs> for the uh, deep analytical view of the world for the commentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it totally I worked for me. Show. I I was impressed by the character Zim himself, like mm-hmm. even thinking that it's literally the same voice actor as Billy from Billy and Mandy, who I so deeply hated when we did the Halloween special. Yeah. 
uh, the character's voice is only slightly different, and he does almost as much screaming. Yes. Uh, but the the way that Zim would very frankly talk about his situation, especially the dib acknowledgement of how awful his thing was, and then Zim saying, isn't it? And then just moving on. Yeah. Like Zim's alien nature of like not realizing that like that's a weird comment to make and like all the weird comments that he makes he's he's not like an annoying stupid character he's just mm-hmm. a very quirky character that's maybe stupid to like his own alien kind um, yes yeah but for me like i actually ended up enjoying his character way more than i expected to yeah yeah um th- this episode was a little lighter on the screaming too there sometimes sure. there is more of that uh but I think I think the the antics they get up to the way they play with like sci fi sort of things a lot of the time can be very fun. Uh, so if anyone out there hasn't seen it, I would highly recommend it. You watched it on Paramount Plus, correct? I did a trial of Paramount Plus to be able to watch this and probably will not continue the trial. But before it's over, I might I might try to sneak in a couple more episodes of uh, Invader Zim. I had a good time. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you some recommendations for episodes to check out for sure. I'd love that. All right. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add about the most horrible Xmas ever Invader Zim Christmas special? Brendan, I'm glad we did it. I had a fun time. I'll see you next Christmas for another holiday special. But uh, for this being the first one we've ever done, I think we're starting on a very high note. This was uh, it filled me with jingly joy. <laughs> fun and Christmassy episode. Uh, if anyone else out there has any input on the episode, wants to tell us about maybe their favorite Christmas episode of a show or maybe their favorite episode of Invader Zim or anything like that, uh, you can do so at gotta recap at gmail.com on our socials at gotta recap. Uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that. We're on YouTube. Uh, you can just search gotta recap to find that. Or on Facebook. And while you're doing all of these wonderful things, make sure you also write into us to tell us how good of a job Brendan did in his first kind of full taking the reins of the recapping the show. Let, let Brendan know that he really knocked it out of the park here. <laughs> oh, thank you. And the first time this will not be the last time. Nope. Definitely. Uh, we got some got some big plans. Brendan's for... threatening me with <laughs> something that has been a long time coming. In the history of this show, and uh, oh yeah, you should all be terrified. I'm, I'm, I can hardly speak of it. I'm so scared. Yep, get ready for it. It's coming at some point, eventually. Lord save us all. <laughs> uh, don't forget to uh, leave us a five star review if you have not on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, however, they do reviews on Spotify. We're on there as well. Tell your friends about the show. Uh, we've got some big stuff coming up in the new year. Uh, So this will not be the last you've heard of us or from us. And this is also presumably coming out on a Thursday, which I guess maybe we should just tell people we're moving to Thursdays. We've been traditionally releasing on Wednesdays, but Thursday kind of works better for our schedules. And I hope it works as well for everyone else. So Thursday is when you're listening to this. If you're listening to it right away, uh, (laughs) get used to it. Yeah, it's happening from now on. No more Wednesdays. We're done with them. Unless we get a flood of emails about how Wednesdays really works better for everyone's listening schedules. 
Um, yeah, then we we might reconsider. We might but have to switch it back. Yeah, we'll see. That's uh, no promises. I, I but I'm yeah. We're not going to do that anyway. Thurs, Thursday's the day. <laughs> if you don't like the Thursday, then wait a week and listen to it the next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have another episode ready for you the following day. But then you got to wait another. But then you could wait till the next Wednesday. Yeah, that's fine. You're just screwing yourself over by you know delayed gratification on that. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we will be back uh, next week with something special for everyone. And we will uh, be back in the new year with uh, even more Got to Recap content. We look forward to seeing everyone there. Uh, Merry Platypus, one and all. Happy platy- Platypus Easter. Platypus bl- shine <laughs> upon all of you. Please. Yes. Let him into your heart. Yeah, he, he he's been neglected for too long. Santa has held the number one spot. It's time to let the platypus in. He is risen and lays <laughs> eggs. All right. And with that, uh, I'm going to go launch myself into space. Bye. Bye. He's going to blow. Enough, Jolly. Back to work, all of you. Christmas is almost here. The masses are coming. I need that teleporter.